we're talking about, what I want to talk about, Pastor uh, Zach was saying, we're going to talk about the good shepherd. And this morning, what I want to do is, I know that we've been talking really about the I am's. And last week, Pastor Josh talked about, uh, uh, about I am the light of the world. Pastor Zach talked in Eunice about I am the bread of life. And this morning, uh, you know, if you missed any of these messages, I just encourage you to go and, and, and uh, go back and get, get on the podcast and listen to the messages. I heard Zach did a great job last week in Eunice. Is that right, Claire? Yeah, and uh, this is wife. So anyway, and uh, but you know, it's like, so today what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about another I am. And what I want to talk about is a statement that Jesus made. And we're going to talk about statements that Jesus made. In John chapter 10, if you, if you would just go there, and it just says, I am the good shepherd. Say it when we say, I am the good shepherd. And he says, I'm the good shepherd. He said, the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. And see, the gospel means good news. Here's the good news. We got a good shepherd, and he's willing to die for us in our place. That's good. That's a good shepherd. And the fact is that he says, I'm the good shepherd implies there are others out there that don't have your good in mind. So he's saying, I'm the good shepherd. And look, look at John in the Gospel of John chapter 10, and it says, here it is, it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. Who's he talking about right there? He's talking about our enemy. He's talking about our spiritual enemy, and his name is Satan. He's called the Prince of Darkness, and what he's trying to do, his mission, his mission statement is to rob, kill, and destroy. That's his mission statement. But see, we know this. Everything, everything that matters, he wants to rob everything. He wants to steal, and he wants to kill everything that matters to God for your life. He wants to take that out. He wants to take us out. He wants to take our faith out. He wants us not to believe. See, that, that's his mission statement. You have to admit there's a, there's, there is a power of evil in this world destroying a lot of things that matter to God. How many you believe that? And see, there are people that are sick right now. There are people that their families are falling apart. There are marriages that are, that are in trouble. There are kids making bad decisions. I believe the root of that is the thief has come to be a robber of what God has for our lives. You see, are y'all with me? Am I going a little too fast? So I need to slow down. Okay, I'll just slow down just a little bit. I can feel it. I just, I'm excited this morning. God has a good word for you this morning because he's the good shepherd. And I love talking about the good shepherd because he's been good to me. And I know that he's been good to many of you here this morning. And so this morning, you know, John 10, 10, he said, Jesus very clearly says the missions, he said the mission of our spiritual enemy. He says this, John 10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But I love what he says, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Man, when I think about it, let's just be clear. Jesus is a good shepherd. Who are, who, who, and who's the metaphor in this? It's the sheep. And who are the sheep? Us. Come on, say it with me. Say, bah. All right. You know, his desire is that you, that you have a life to the fullest. That's what he wants, life to the fullest. And if you break down that scripture, he says this in the translation. He says, I insist stoutly that you enjoy my wonderful and full life that I want to give you. I have some, my plans are for you that are so wonderful and so great. 
How many of you have plans for your children that are better than things that happen to you? You want them to be more blessed. God's saying, I got a big, kind blessing coming your way. I got things I want you to enjoy life, even though you go through hell in life sometimes. You know what I'm talking about. I want you to be able to carry me through it, and I'll carry you through it. And we're going to talk about that. But here it is. Here's my, who, are, who is the matter with the sheep? His desire is yet that we have the life that we're full of sheep. Let me just say, it, it, it's mentioned more than any other animal. You know, if you talk about sheep, it's mentioned more than any other animal in the entire Bible. Sheep. And so, there's a, it's about 200 times. I looked up dogs, and dogs are in there. Just, can I just, can I give you a few Bible facts? They're in there 44 amazing times, dogs. I love dogs. Cats are mentioned exactly zero now, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all know how I feel about cats. Now, let, let me just say this. Unless you talk about lions. Then I started thinking about, but the Bible says that Satan is like a lion seeking to whom he may devour. It's a de- direct connection. So the record is clear. We know who the devil is. All right, amen. Let me go on with my message. Okay. Now, Dana, please forgive me. I know Dana Dago's just praying. She's interceding. She's already just, and she's in diverse tongues for me. But anyway, now we are sheep. The Bible says now we're sheep. And unfortunately, that's not great news. In other words, because sheep are some of the stupidest animals on the planet. Think about it, okay? Think about it. You can go to a circus and you can see trained animals. How many of you talking about? You can go see trained donkeys. You can see trained dogs. You can even see a flea circus. But I'll just tell you, you'll never see sheep in a circus because you can't train them because they're stupid. And let me tell you something. The only way that you can train a sheep is to is you can play dead and shoot them. And they won't get back up. Because that's the way it is. That's how stupid they are. You can't train sheep. It's game over. And so... You never, think about it, you never see a sheep in a circus because he can't train him. You see, I, I just need to say with the love of Jesus to everyone here this morning, you're stupid and so am I. And I say that with love. What happened to you today at church? Well, my pastor called me stupid. But he said he was stupid too. Okay, there's four challenges that I want to talk to you about being a sheep today. Number one is sheep get lost easily. I know there are people that have no sense of direction whatsoever. I, I saw on the news a couple of weeks ago there was a guy running in the snow. Why you go running in the snow, I don't know. But he got lost and they couldn't find him for four days. How do you think he felt when they did finally find him? Stupid. Okay? And, and so... It's incredibly common for sheep to walk away from the shepherd and, and, and fold and say, hmm, I think I'll go this way. I think I'll do this thing. Yeah, I think of something over here and I'll, I'll be happy and I, I just won't go over there. I'll just go over there and see what I want to do. And see, the reality is that's where many of us are today. We kind of do our own thing and we kind of lose a sense of direction and where we're going and what we're doing because we're like sheep and we're really trying to find and figure out life, but we seem to keep making bad decisions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man. Yeah. All right. I, it's because sheep without a shepherd get lost 
very easily. We have a good shepherd. The second thing is sheep are defenseless. Almost every animal has some form of defense. Many animals have fangs. Some have horns. Some can kick. Some can fly away. Some can run really, 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 really fast. And some can blend into the environment. Sheep can't do anything. They are defenseless. The only thing they can do is go, now I know some of you are going to think this is corny, but they can go, back off. That's it all. That's all they can do. All right? I'm sorry. Y'all forgive me. But, all right? And I know that's corny, but anyway, I just thought it was pretty good. It's kind of like me the other day. I was running in the dark. It was quite dark, but I was running in the morning. I've been running again, and, and I was running, and I was running around this, this street, and all of a sudden, I see this German shepherd coming at me, and it's the state police's dog. I know where he, I mean, I'm running by there, and he's coming at me, and I'm seeing him, and I just go, ah! And he goes, ah! And he ran off. You know, and I'm like, thank God, that's the only defense I had. I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep. What can I do? You know what I mean? I meant to tell my wife that. Now you know, babe. But anyway, and on, and on our own, listen, sheep can't do anything. They are totally defenseless. And, 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 and on our own, let me just say that without the body of Christ, without the armor of God, without the protection of the good shepherd, we're very vulnerable to the lies of the enemy and the evil one. Aren't we? You see, so many, so many of us sheep... We're believing the lies. We're living a life that leads to death and destruction because we're believing the lie. The third thing is sheep are very stubborn. Hey, look at your look at the person next to you and think and tell them, tell I'm I'm thinking he's talking to you. Some of you are not gonna do it. Because I'm talking to you and you're stubborn. I told you what to do and you're not going to do it. Because you're just stubborn. I read that whenever sheep go places, sometimes what they'll do is they'll go. And and when they're walking through different areas, what they'll do, they're so stupid and they have such a lack of direction. What they'll do is like they have rocks and, and, and they won't go around the rock. They'll go through a rock and get stuck in between two rocks. And there's no beep, 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 beep. There's no backup system they have. They just go, they're stupid. They just walk between the rocks. And sheep are so stupid. They just go, they don't, instead of, they just keep forging themselves and going forward, getting even more stuck. Ever feel that way? How many of you know somebody that's like that right now? Don't point to them. Okay? They're stubborn. They're stupid. Like the girl that comes to you and she'll tell you, you know, say, Pastor, I'm always finding bad guys. Wherever I go, I find bad guys. I mean, I just can't go anywhere. And they're just guys that just don't God. Well, maybe you're fishing with the wrong bait, honey. Or you can go to people and it goes, man, I'm out of money. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just bone broke. I, I don't have, I'm broke all the time. And then you go, well, hey, you want to go to the mall? And they look at you, hey, let's go to the mall and talk about it. That's the last place you need to go if you're broke and go to the mall and talk about it. 
okay? See, sheep are filthy. That's not good news. You, you say, but I thought sheep were like white and fluffy like on TV, Pastor Bubba. That dude was power sprayed. He, well, they would put power wash on that sucker. And that's before they got on the show. That was to make him look white and clean. All right? I don't know if we have an image of it. Do we have it this morning? That, that's what sheep look like. Oh, poor little sheep. That's what they look like. I mean, think about it. That, I mean, they're only filthy. They stink. You know, like the, the King James says, they stinketh. They don't have the ability to clean themselves, and they won't. I have children like that. <laughs> am I being, am I lying, baby? I can remember being a kid, and I'm not going to go way into this. I remember being a kid. My mom says, man, you stink like a dog. Go ahead and take a shower. I would turn the shower on, put the water in. I'd put it in my hair, and I wouldn't even take a shower and come out. <laughs> my mom, did you take a shower? Did you get wet? And I go, oh, yeah, I got wet. I've seen my wife look at her children and goes, I mean, like, sometimes they're back. You know, like, my wife goes, did you take, let me see your teeth. Go brush your gross teeth. I mean, you know, did you scrub between your, did you wipe your butt? Did you? Come on, mamas, you know what I'm talking about? That's all the boys in your family, right? Like my wife, my little girl, she'll go in the bathtub, you know, and she'll soak. And my wife goes, how? I mean, we'll go. She's in there an hour. She's just soaking. That's the difference. All right, let me go on. A lot of people, thank you. A lot of people will say, well, he's just, he's just, you know, I mean, you think about it. You know, they're just filthy. They don't have the ability to clean themselves. And if they, if, if I can say this very respectfully, that's the way we are many times in God's eyes. On our own. A lot of people say, well, he's just a good old boy. He's just a good old girl, Pastor. Well, in the eyes of God, we're actually not good. In the eyes of the perfect God, we're filthy sinners falling short of God's standard and God's desire of perfection. See, the bottom line is, is sheep need a shepherd. And can I just tell you that? And we need a savior. We need Jesus. Without him, we're vulnerable to the lies of the evil one. You know, that's why in John 10, 11, he's really good news. He said, when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, so I will lay down my life for the sheep. I pray as I get into the message right here, right, right here, I pray God open your hearts to receive what I'm about to say so you can apply what I'm about to say every day in your life. Because I don't want you to come here and just get a lot of information and get down low. And you walk out the doors and you go, bless, you know, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Because you sat on your blessed assurance, hoping that you would get something. And my prayer is that it will not just go in your ears, but God will bring it down into your, not in just your head. That you're not puffed up with head now, but you got to get it to your heart. And all of a sudden it becomes heart application. I live this way. I make decisions this way. Are y'all with me? Okay, so this morning, what I want to talk to you is that what does a good shepherd do? This first thing he does, he guides. Say, say, he guides. So a good shepherd does what? Guides. 
John, in, 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 in um, Psalms 23, verse 3, it says this. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So what's he saying? Do you ever find yourself with a big decision to make and you don't know what to do? Come on. I was reading this week, and I've been going through Hebrews in my personal time, and I was going through just a litany of the men of faith and the women of faith and in Hebrews 11, and it said, and Abraham stepped out, he left the land, and, and it said, and I love that statement, he goes, and he did not know where he was going. And I go, Lord, that sounds like me. Does that sound like you? I don't know where I'm going. That's why I need a guide. And when I hunt, when I take people hunting, I'm a guide. There are people that try to do their own things. There are people that try to blow duck calls or goose calls and go, how do I sound? I say, well, you sound like amateur night at the Apollo. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just don't scare them. You know what I mean? So, sorry, I'm not trying to be cruel, but just a guide. A guide tells you, no, you put the gun like this, you put the shells in like that, and you shoot in front of you. Don't shoot over where my head's at. Yeah, I don't care if they're coming over there. Don't you, 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 you do things, and God guides us. You see... When you, when you seek the Lord, he'll reveal himself to you and he will guide you. John 10, verse 3 and 4, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice. And I like this, and come to him. And he calls, he calls his own by name and leads them out. What, is that? what does that mean? After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they will follow him. Listen, because they know his voice. That's powerful. The sheep know. They recognize the voice of the good shepherd. That's cool. God can absolutely speak audibly. How many of you believe that? But, but God speaks through his word. God speaks through his word every day. I believe that. And not only do you, but he can speak through circumstances. He can speak through people. He can speak through prophetic messages. God can speak. And you know, I, I believe this. God absolutely can do that. Some of you may say, well, pastor, I don't know his voice. Well, can I, and I say to you, there's one of two reasons why you don't know his voice. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? You know, imagine if you walked into a room with 50 ladies. And you know how ladies are, guys. I mean, they can be talking. There can be conversations going on. And, and, and they, and, and have you noticed that? They just do, and they understand each other all at the same time. Come on, the lady's going, yeah, we do. Okay? And, and you can walk in a room with 50 men, and no one's talking because they're watching the game. But, you know, you know that's, that's why it... And if you, you know, there, there's some of you, you go, well, you know, if my wife's in there, I mean, uh, my question would be, is your wife in there, can you recognize her voice? Some of you say, well, I can't recognize my wife, only 50 women. Let me, let me just say that, well, the reason is one or two things. You either don't know her, or you haven't spent enough time with her. You see, because if I walk in a room with 50 blind, I mean, 50 blind, it, 50 women, and they blindfold me, give me one minute, I'll find my wife. Because you know why? I know her voice, and I've spent time with her. So I know her voice. Amen? You see, if you don't recognize the voice of the good shepherd, maybe 
you either don't know him. Hello, I love you. Are you hearing me? Or you haven't spent enough time with him to recognize his voice. See, the good news is our good shepherd, if you're one of his sheep, he calls you by name. He calls you by name. This is one of the most beautiful pictures to know that our God is a personal and relational God. He'll call you by name. I know of a friend of mine that he was, this girl had visited his church and he couldn't remember her name. And she was coming and she was leaving. And he says, man, I knew, I've seen the girl. I talked to her. She told me her name, but I didn't remember her name. And he said, as she was coming up, it was like an arrow hit my brain. Bing. Her name's Sarah. And she, he goes, and he's like, she's walking up. She goes, hey, you ever do that? Sarah? And she turns and starts weeping. And he goes, oh, no, I messed up. I didn't know her name. And she turned around and she goes, Pastor, I came today. And I said, no one even knows me where I go. God, if you love. Because she goes, when I left this service today, I was going to go take my life. Because I feel like God didn't know me. And, Pastor, when you said my name, I knew God knew me. God calls you by name. God calls you by name. He'll call you by name in the morning. He'll call you by name in the middle of the night. He'll call you by name during the day. He'll, call, he'll put other people's names in your mind so you can pray for them. He calls you by name. Why? Because he loves you. The good news is our good shepherd. If you're one of his sheep, he calls you by name. And, and see, you ever, you ever have a difficult decision to make? How many of you have ever had a difficult decision to make? Maybe this week. And you, should I, talk, should I take this job in another city, or should I stay here? Should I, should I keep dating that, 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 that person, or maybe not? Or, or should we have more kids, or not? Or should we be part of this church, or not? Should, uh, or should uh, you know, here's what I always try to, how I try to make a decision. You know what I'm talking about? You got to make a decision. Let me just tell you. I always tell God, Jesus Jesus is the good shepherd, God. You promised. He's the guy. That's his job for me. My job is just to follow. You show me, and I'll follow. It takes the pressure off of me, and it puts the pressure back on God to reveal and tell me what I need to do. Because if he tells me what to do, I know that I need to just do what he says and follow. Remember I shared a couple of weeks ago, delayed obedience is what? No, say it out loud. Delayed obedience is what? Disobedience. disobedience. We, we obey God when he speaks to us. How many of you want to hear God's voice? The rest of you? Anybody? All right. How many, I'll give you another chance. How many of you want to hear God's voice? And, and you know what? I'll just say this. You know, he's a guy. He will lead you and he'll follow you. And so he, he's going to guide you. Say it with me. What is he going to do? He's going to what? The second thing he's going to provide. Our God is a good God who provides. David says in Psalms 23 verses 1 through 3, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul and guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And what he's, he's really saying is, if you're a sheep, 
You don't see them lying down very often in pictures. Because there are three things that have to happen in order for them to lie down. The first thing that has to happen is that they have to be well fed. They have to be well fed. The next thing is they have to get along with each other. They will not lie down if they're not getting along with each other. And also, they have to feel safe in order to take a rest. Why quiet waters? Why does it say quiet waters in it? Because sheep don't drink rushing water. You know why? Because they often fall in it because they're like a giant cotton ball. If they fall in, it's like in the drain. They don't know how to swim. They don't do it. They just. So that's why they don't. They go by quiet waters because they, they're a little bit smart enough to go. You know, I saw Leroy. He got drowned the other day. Well, good sheep leads them. You know, a good shepherd leads them to the, the right kind of water so they can drink and Who is the right kind of water? Jesus is the living water. And once you drink of him, the Bible says you won't thirst anymore. You won't thirst anymore. Jesus is the living water. He quenches that inward thirst so you can come to a place of rest. He refreshes, I love that. He refreshes my soul. He doesn't just provide for me materially and you materially. He doesn't just provide for our bodies. He provides for our souls. Some of you right now, you're going, you've got everything on the outside you need, but inwardly, your soul's not at rest. Your soul is at rest. You see, your soul is at rest on the inside because if your soul's at rest on the inside, it's because you know the good shepherd. You could be going through hell right now. Everything could be toxic-turvy. You could get bad news. You can have bad things happen, it seems like. And we know that bad things happen because we live in a fallen world. And we know the enemy's trying to rob of us anything we do. But God says, you know, he... he what he's saying is, I'm the comfort of your soul. And so what he's saying is, that, you know, no matter what you're going through, I'm the good shepherd and I can speak peace in that moment. You can have the peace of God even while you're walking through junk. That you can have the peace of God that restores and refreshes your soul and say, you know what? I, he's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. And he's going to get me right out of this. There's another side to this moment. There's a whole other side to this story that I don't see right now. You see, he doesn't just provide those things. He's a good shepherd. He guides. Say what? He guides. And he what? He provides. And here's one y'all going to really love. And he corrects. Say it with me. My shepherd corrects. Whoa, 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 whoa. This might not sound good news for you, but especially to wandering sheep. It may not seem like good news at times, but it's truly good news because the shepherd loves the sheep enough to correct it when it's wandering in danger. What do you mean? Job, I like what it says, but consider the joy of those corrected by God. 
Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. For though he wounds, he also bandages. Though he strikes, but his hands also heal. I always look at you, my children, my favorite quote to them. Jesus learned obedience by the things in which he suffered. And right now you may be suffering. They don't like hearing that. Thanks, Dad, for that encouragement. Can you imagine if you're corrected and you're like, I'm blessed. (laughs) God's corrected. I feel so blessed. My God cares enough actually for me to keep me out of trouble. Correction brings direction. Can I just say that again? Correction always brings the direction God's trying to bring you in. You see, it seems like the the odd thing for God to to do that actually to wound us. And to bind us. And see, loving shepherds do this to their sheep. To their little lambs. And you've seen it. When they wander off, they'll have, I wish I would have brought, they have a staff. It's got an iPod on here. So I'll just, I'm destructive. So I don't know how, I'm a dumb sheep. I don't know how this comes out. But if I swing it, it may come out. Anyway, I'm not going to do it. Here you go. Y'all with me? Give me time. Get off of me. All right. A good shepherd, when he sees a sheep wandering off a little lamb, he'll whack him on his leg and break his leg. Oh, Pastor, that's terrible. All the animal activists, that's horrible. He'll wound him and crack that little leg, and it sounds cruel. But the shepherd will take that little lamb, put him on his shoulder, and he'll hand feed him. And what he'll do, that that shepherd would keep the little lamb close to him. And the lamb would grow up, and he would be totally and completely dependent on the shepherd. And over a lifetime, that little lamb become like, almost like a pet. And what had happened is... He'll just be around that shepherd because he cares for him. He's not going to wander off anymore. And he knows the shepherd's voice. And when he calls him, he comes. Because there's a closeness. And he knows the shepherd's good. There may be some time when our good, loving God lets us face the consequences of our own stupid decisions. Hello? Amen? I don't see anybody saying glory to God on that one. Keep us from making stupid decisions that cost us severely if we keep doing that same thing. Then God will come. Now, let's be honest. No one sits around and goes, oh, God, just discipline me. I want to be blessed. Bless me, bless me. God, now, you know, this is not going to be good. See, when I disciple my teenagers, I have teenagers, okay? Almost all, they're almost all gone. I got one left. But when my sons were teenagers, then go, oh, praise the Lord, Dad. Dad said, because I did something stupid, I can't hang around with my friends all week. And praise God, he may take away my cell phone too. Because I deserve to be disciplined. Thank you, Dad. You are just following the Lord, the good shepherd. Correction's not fun. Let's just face it. How many of you like to be told you're wrong? Y'all are stubborn. None of y'all raise y'all's hand. 
Here's what the scripture says, Hebrews. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Our good shepherd is so loving that he loves us enough to even correct us and keep us out of further harm. So everybody say this with me. Say, he guides me. He provides for me. He corrects me. And the last one you need to write down, he protects me. Write it down. Might not be on your notes, but he does. He protects you. You see, verses 4 through 5, and let me, uh, 4 through 6, and he says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what? I love that. He says, I love that in verse 4. He says, no matter what I walk through, look at me. No matter what you walk through, no matter what evil, no matter what you face, God says, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Have you ever been afraid when you were a little kid? And someone came along and they said, I remember my dad being afraid. I was afraid different times. And he said, hey, I'm right here. I'm with you. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. My little brother would be scared at night because we used to have to share a bed. And I was mean, but he was just like, can I just touch you? No. (laughs) I'd wake up in the morning, he's all over me, you know. He just wanted big brother's protection, you know. Just sometimes we just feel like we're being protected. I'm not talking about, you're just there. Wives, when your husband's out of town, come on. And you're there by yourself. I know, they're offshore, they're doing something. I mean, you know, it's like my wife likes it. All the doors are locked. You try to come to my house, the doors are locked. And she's got about a few arsenal of guns if you decide to go, well, I'm out of town. No. But he says, this is what he does. He protects us. He protects us. No matter what we walk through, you protect me. Your rod. What does the rod use? It's a weapon to scare off and harm the animals who threaten the sheep. The staff was the hook to bring the sheep back when they start beginning to try to stray out of danger, to even to comfort the sheep. But I love, and when you look at this, and then and he says, you prepare to, I mean, he says, you anoint my head with oil. You know what that means? Let me just tell you something gross. When you have sheep, and they're so stupid, okay, they don't clean themselves. Remember, what they'll do, sometimes they'll have, like, bugs lay their, their larvae in their nose, okay, like gnats and things like that, and they'll lay their eggs in their nose, and it, it eventually go up and it mess up their brain and you'll see sheep going. It's like a rock band, you know, or punk rock. Okay? That's true. It's what happens. So when a shepherd takes care, what he does is when he says, my, and, you, and he says, you, you, the oil runneth over, what he's doing is a good shepherd will come and he'll pour oil on the sheep's 
head. And it'll flow to his nostrils. And those bugs can't lay its eggs in the nostrils because he protects them. He's a good shepherd. See, that's how our God is. He's a good shepherd. And I love it. And he says, and our cup overflows. And, and, you know, in, in Jewish custom, if you're welcome in a house, you know, you're drinking, you're having dinner, they just keep filling your cup. But if you're not welcome and, you're, and they're ready for you to go home, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Listen, I wish we still had that custom. I can remember when we'd be young, Tracy and I, people sometimes come to our house or I stay at their house too long. My wife lets me know that. You talk too much. And it's like they're, they're tired. And all they'd have to do is give me a hint. Quit filling my cup. Because see what happened in their custom when they was ready to go home. And, and, you know, and, you know, it's like sometimes people stay up. And at my house, I'm like, baby, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Well, baby, they're, they're here. I'm like, I'm going to get my jammas on. I don't care. I'm getting my robes. You don't do that. You know what I mean? Just don't do that. That's stupid. David's saying this. Look, come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. South Louisiana, we like sticking around, don't we? As long as the crawfish is on the table. Hot kush kush, cold boo down. Come on, Cajun, push, push, push. Anyway, just. <laughs> but as long as the cup was full, that means you could stay. David said this, my cup overruns. That means the good shepherd says, you stay. You stay right with me. I'm right here. And I'm not leaving you. You're welcome. You're welcome in my presence. In fact, Jesus even told a parable, and I'm going to close. And he said, if a shepherd has 99 sheep and one of them wanders away, because how many know we're prone to wonder? What will the shepherd do? The shepherd will leave the 99 to pursue the one. May I say today there may be someone here that this whole message is just for you this morning. You're the one. He's coming for you. He's here this morning. He's walked between the aisles. He's walked between the seats. And he's touched your heart. And he loves you enough that he calls you by name. He said, yeah, you. Not me, Lord. Yeah, you. He loves you enough. You're the sheep that needs the shepherd, and he's coming for you. He loves you that much. You know, there was a, a guy, and this is the end, I promise. There was a professor, and he gets up, and he, start, he said, and he was a good professor. He was a wise professor. And he gets up, and he starts. He goes, all right, everybody, we're going to read Psalm. We're going to. We're going to talk about Psalm 23 today. And he gets up there and he's eloquent. He's he's an actor. And he goes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he's doing all this and people, you know, they're going, wow, wow. And when he finishes, everybody's clapping. Then there's this kid in his class. He goes, and he's a shy Christian. And he's never gotten up to do anything publicly. And he goes, Belly, come here. I want you to read me Psalm 23. And here he is, he's a Christian. 
never done anything like this in his life. He goes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And all of a sudden in his heart, the spirit of God begins to reveal all his life. All who he is and what the shepherd has done in his life. And by the time he gets to the surely goodness and loving kindness, he begins to weep because he realizes the shepherd has done all of this for his life. The class is weeping. They're crying. And the professor gets back up and he says, you know, and he, he said, isn't it amazing? He goes, I know the psalm, but this guy knows the shepherd. And see, for every one of us, I know in South Louisiana, I don't care who you are. You know Psalm 23. But my question is, do you know the shepherd of Psalm 23? Because he's here for you today. He's calling you by name. His cup runneth over for your life. Let's pray. God, I pray that we would be sheep that would know your voice. Follow your lead. We would learn to trust you. And be at rest in our souls. Because we're sheep. And we need you, Jesus. You're the good shepherd. And Lord, we're asking that you would be the shepherd of our lives. No one looking around, just keep your heads bowed. You say, Pastor Bubba, that's, that's me. I'm the sheep that God's after this morning. And I realize that he wants to guide me. He wants to provide for me, even bring correction in my life. But he wants to protect me. He said, Pastor, I, I know the psalm, but I didn't know the shepherd. I don't know the shepherd, but I want to meet the shepherd today. I want to meet Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand up and I'll pray with you. Just raise it up. Thank you. All over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put it down. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else before I thank you? Anyone else before I pray? Thank you. Anyone else? All over this room. Just pray this prayer with me this morning. If you raised your hand, and if you didn't raise your hand, can you just can we all just say it this morning? Can we all say it? Say, Lord Jesus, I come. I realize I'm a sheep. I don't know my way, but I'm asking that you would forgive me of doing my own thing. Come on, say it with me. Guide me. Thank you. You want to give me all that I need that you will provide for me, that you love me enough that we're you will correct me. I invite your correction. Because I need that direction in my life. And I thank you, Father God, that you provided Jesus for me.
set me free from myself, from the lies of this world and my enemy. I want to follow you for the rest of my days. I love you and thank you that you forgive me of all of my sins and to cleanse me. Now, Father, I pray for every person here that raised their hand. I pray that, God, we, I rejoice with you. You rejoice in the presence of the angels, the Bible says. You said if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. And today people say, God, I don't care. I want, I want to speak your name, Jesus. I want to claim your name. I want to confess your name, that you would live inside of me, that I would be different on the inside from this day forward, that I could be like, I could be a Christian. And I pray that.